Hello friends at Vida Abundante, especially all of you in the English service. We're going to be doing these mini devotionals throughout the weeks to come. We don't know when we're going to be able to gather back together, but we want to provide some material for midweek uh, so that you, your family, or even just as a personal use can can dive into the scripture with us. And lately I've been reading through the book of Lamentations and it's fitting for this type of environment and the the situation that we're in at the moment. So we're going to be studying the book of Lamentations together. We're going to give out maybe three weeks of material as far of the book. I mean, it's only five chapters long, so it's not a big, big book, but it's very, very helpful. So I encourage you to, to grab your Bibles and to have the book of Lamentations open. It's in the Old Testament, just in case, uh, if you forgot. But we're going to be diving in and we're going to be providing some of this material just to help us get through uh, this season together. I mean, we want to be together and this is one of the only ways that we can do it. Uh, so I want to make sure that we're providing this for you and make sure that the word of God is being preached at your home, too. Um, if you open up your Bible to the book of Lamentations, uh, we're going to just dig into chapter one for the moment because it sets up a very important issue I, I mean why is it called the book of lamentations and in the old testament what's the pattern is that they grab the first hebrew word in the first verse and they name the book uh based off that first word in this case it's onomatopoeic in, in a sense the first word of lamentations is a kach where it's a cry you can you can hear it in the hebrew word itself that it's a cry out so this book of lamentations is is really a crying out to god now we have to answer several questions as we dive into the context and dive into the book but remember the the situation that we're in now and usually the biggest questions that we have during these moments is you know why does god allow this to happen why does the love and the justice of god allow for situations like this to occur and in the book of lamentations it's, it's very interesting because the people of god are in such grueling moments and we'll see this and as we dive into the history of it we'll see what this means but but the people of god are are, are just crying out to god and, and and so why are they in those moments why are they suffering and why isn't god doing anything about it however because it's a historical book and because it is the word of god and because they are covenant people we understand that there is a framework to this we understand that they're placed in the middle of a historical setting. Why did this happen to them? So in, in a sense, we get to see the response of the people at the end of the chapter five and how they cry out to God, but in a prayer. So at the end of the day, the book of Lamentations really guides us to prayer and guides us to learn how to pray. And, and nowhere in the Christian life and nowhere in the Bible do we have this feel of, the the christian or the the son or the daughter of god should not suffer or should not be feel pain or experience pain rather how we can live through this in a godly way and so you can cry out you can scream you can be in pain and agonizing however we must realize where 
at the end of the day, where this pain comes from and in whose hands we are. So the Book of Lamentations does this for us. And just some historical background to the book, uh, who wrote the book, who 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 put it, who put the words to it. And obviously the answer is the Holy Spirit. But most scholars agree that the Book of Lamentation, I mean, it comes right after the Book of Jeremiah, uh, is is in a sense jeremiah's words and especially because he's living through those moments where king nebuchadnezzar is is at the throne and he's got a he's got he's talking to him and he's talking to god's people through him so it's a very important setting and the setting that we find ourselves in especially for this book is the destruction of jerusalem and its temple so the people of god here their city has been overtaken and their temple has been destroyed by the enemy, by the king of Babylon. And they've been captured. And we're going to learn about that a little bit more as we go in week by week or week after week. But it's very important for you to at least know the setting of this lament, the setting of this crying the setting of this reaching out for god from points of agony look at the very first verse if if you have your bible with you the very first book uh, verse says how lonely sits the city that was full of people how like a widow has she become she was a great among nations she was she who was a princess among the provinces has become now a slave and then as the first chapter develops, you begin to feel the agony that the people are facing and the setting that they're in. Verse 2 starts off by saying she weeps. I mean, there's there's tears. There's tears of agony. And in the middle of verse 2, it's, it's very clear what Israel and Jerusalem and the people of Judah were, were feeling and doing. It says she has none to comfort her. So there is some insight in the very first chapter on some of the reasons why this destruction came about. Remember, this isn't God being arbitrary. This isn't just uh, chance happening by, by chance and, and, and just developing a, a burden over the people. This isn't just something coming out of nowhere. There's always a context to the pain of the people and the suffering of it. If not, we would just suffer for no reason. Remember, God's in charge and God's in charge during this moment in Jerusalem's history and the people of Israel and Judah's history. And so they have no one to comfort them. They've been seeking comfort in other or alternative gods up until this moment. And so it becomes very much... Uh, chapter 1 shows us very much where the people of God are. Uh, and In verse 3, we see that the words say in the, towards the end of verse 3 that there is no resting place for them. And at the end of the verse, in the midst of her distress, everyone has taken her over. The city has gone over and has left her isolated, has left her in distress, and she has no one to come after her verse 5 puts this in in more context because verse 5 teaches us that the lord has afflicted her this is god's hand this is god's doing this is god's work god is the one involved in his people's suffering and they realize that 
The reason behind it, verse 5 says, for the multitude of her transgressions. Once again, chapter 1 sets up the cry and sets up the agony of the people, but it gives us insight into why it's happening. The people have transgressed and her children have gone away captives before the foe. But what's important here is that they realize that the Lord is afflicting his people. Now, this sets up a moment in history where we know when this occurs. This isn't just a random event. This roughly in 586, 587 BC when when the Babylonian kingdom comes and takes Jerusalem captive takes their 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 walls takes their temple and this book in a sense teaches us the response of the people in this one of the pur- primary purposes of this book is to put the people's agony in the parameter of God how God is involved in the suffering yet because God is involved as we see in verse 5 he is also their hope so The book of Lamentations doesn't answer that very difficult question with a simple uh, kind of, uh, you know, go to steps on how to feel better. It doesn't answer it by giving you some some happy go lucky slogans on how to deal with agony or or alternatives to to dealing with grief. The, The book of Lamentations, really what it does is begin to orient its people. And so as you go into chapter one, you're going to begin to see and feel the agony of its people, of God's people. You're going to sense that for yourself. And I don't want to read the entire chapter for you, but I want you to read it for yourself and, 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 and feel the pain for yourself. But in God's people, the purpose of this is for their orientation, getting them to know where it's coming from and where their ultimate hope is. It also gives them a voice for working through the grief. How, how do we get through the grief? How do we get through the suffering? What, what do we do? And, and in most cases, the result is a strong cry towards God in prayer. And it teaches us another step of the insistence of prayer, of developing a life of prayer, even in grief and even in suffering. And at the end of the day, the book of Lamentation really focuses our attention on God. So I want to set this up for you. And as we go through the weeks, uh, I just wanted to pique your curiosity today so that you begin to read the book. I mean, it would be great for you to read the entire book. It's only five chapters long. It'll take you 15 minutes to to accomplish. But but chapter one is where we're kind of just spending some of our time in. And one of my favorite verses within chapter one it falls in verse 13. Because it shows us what God is doing. From on high, he sent fire into my bones. He made it descend. He spread a net for my feet. He turned me back. He has left me stunned, faint all day long. And once again, that's a a brutal verse. But it's in the hands of God. God is the one that's involved. And yes, God is involved in our suffering and in our pain. But friend, would you rather be in God's hands than in someone else's? Would you rather feel the pain from an alternative source? You're in the Father's hands. During these moments, the church is in the Father's hands. And one of the verses that we always like to go to in in Matthew chapter 16 is remembering and realizing that 
Jesus is going to build his church. In the New Testament, that's the focus. Jesus builds his church even in the midst of trial. And here in Lamentations, the people grieve and the people realize that God is the one that's bringing this to them. So the outline of the book to close up, just to give you some parameters, it gives us in the first chapter, which we read is the destruction of the city, the pain of the city. In chapter 2, we're going to dive into God's wrath over the city so we get to see more of how God unleashes his wrath. Uh, But then in chapter 3, we also get to read God's compassion. So here we have a God of wrath in chapter 2, but then his compassion comes out in chapter 3. And in in chapter 4, we get a strong glimpse into the sin of the nation. And so I want to make sure that you know where, why this is happening. Again, this isn't just God bringing suffering upon them. There's a reason behind this suffering. And chapter 5 ultimately ends up in teaching God's people how to pray, how to, how to go through grieving and suffering in prayer. So friends, uh, develop your prayer life. Start spending time in prayer. Get your family to pray together. And as we get through the book of Lamentations, uh, begin to outline. Write down some stuff that you've that you've seen. And focus on chapter one for this week. And next week, we'll, we'll start doing two chapters at a time. Have a great week. And remember, God is in control.